Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast, a division of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. I don't care. Offer me 10 firsts. If you're not giving me Leon Dreisaitl, you don't get Saros. Marcus Keller. Is Brock Besser <laughs> going to score four goals every game? Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> and Alex Smith. Third star of the week goes to Pistachios for how stupidly expensive they are. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Woo! <laughs> How's it going, boys? Season 4, episode 17 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. And your Vancouver Canucks are trying to get Macklin Celebrini right now. <laughs> I will be hosting this week. My name is Alex Smith. And as usual, I got my two co-hosts with me. I got first. You may know him from TikTok. You may know him from your local bakery. You may know him from snow plowing. It's Mr. Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And special guest all the way from Nanaimo. He took a boat. He took a car. He does not care about the ozone layer. It's Jake <laughs> Motherfucking Jude. Hey, thank you for that wonderful introduction, Alex. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, so Jake is in studio. You can tell he's excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> um, We're all happy Jake's here. Yeah. yeah. It, it's nice to just be in studio again together. Like, this was a weekly thing for years. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it just the phone calls just don't do it justice, no. you know? I like to see Jake's beautiful face. Yes. Yeah, I like to see your guys' face, too. feels better to be, like, in the same room as you. Yeah, the back of your head looks good. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should talk about the weird setup that we have to do. Yeah. So it's Thursday again. Uh, we're going to be doing this for the next month, I want to say, right around there. Yeah. Um, so we're watching the Canucks game. They're playing the Kraken. It is currently the second period. I'm not wearing my glasses, but it looks like it's 2-2. It is 2-2. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we are watching on a very small computer screen on the other side of the room. Not an 86-inch. Eight, yeah, it's about 86 millimeters across. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not big. And uh, basically, Jake is facing away from us because that's the only way we can all watch at the same time. Yep. So I'm, I'm staring at the game and the back of Jake's head. So if anybody but wanted am, to know, Jake does not have a low taper fade. A low taper fade. No, that's a good point. Have you guys ever heard that? Yeah. The, the, yeah. Imagine if Ninja got a low taper fade. fade. I've never heard this. No, oh, it's yeah, funny. No. Jake does not have one. Okay. Jake's got the... <laughs> Jake, when you go to the barber, what do you ask for? Uh, shave it all off. Well, that's Straight just false. Does, uh, <laughs> Jake walks in and goes, give me the Besser. Um, no, I got my hair cut. <laughs> Besser. <laughs> I got my hair cut once in Nanaimo, and it was the worst haircut I've ever gotten. So I just... Oh, I got my haircut again yeah, I was like, oh, I'm not going to waste my time. Fair so enough. I don't have a guy over there. so If you are a barber in Nanaimo, <laughs> DM us. Good and job. Jake will show up at your house. Yeah, Jake's going to start online raiding barbers in Nanaimo. Would you ever get the Nashville Predators logo put in the back of your head? Uh, no. What about the Pred? The Pred. Yeah. Just the words, <laughs> the Pred. Or maybe just Pred. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. No, oh, no, I wouldn't. Oh, that's boring. Marcus, <laughs> would you get Canuck in the back of your head? If they won the cup. Really? There's so not much I wouldn't do. And yeah, tattoo 100%, and yeah, I'll, I'll get their name shaved into my head. 
Which means you would have to shave your hair. I will cut it shorter, but it has to... Well, you got to shave it. Well, it's got to be short, but you can... Uh, you can't see it unless you basically shave yeah. it down. Yeah, it's, you got to be down to like... You got to be like a millimeter. two at yeah. least. Well, okay, that's debatable, but okay. I guess, I guess yeah, 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 okay, a two. It's got to be a two. In the back, anyway. It could work if I got a low tape of fame. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> Me neither, but we don't have time to explain it because it is about time that we send it over to everyone's favorite weekly segment, the AWSBB. It's the AWSBB. There we go. Oh, yeah. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, see dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. It felt good to do in yeah. unison, didn't it? Because <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't line up a- on the phone. Not that one. Uh, the AWSBB took a little bit of a twist last week. We're adding a new... Uh, genre of things to bet on called the random sport bet. How did last week go? So we went 0 for 3. Ooh. Yeah. Tough. Tough. Uh, Volkanovsky did not win. Mm, the Canucks did not beat the Oilers, which we will get into later. The Canucks, Canucks did not play, play the Oilers. Oilers. Or sorry, the Wild. <laughs> uh, and the NBA West did not beat the NBA East. Mm. But this week, I think I have a true winner. Have you guys ever heard of the Meadows? Have I heard of the Meadows? Yeah. Like the Pit Meadows? No, no. There's no day named after this. No, oh, okay. Uh, uh, then no. The Meadows is for greyhound racing. Oh, like yeah. the dogs? Yep, the dogs. Oh, okay. So we're betting on greyhounds this week. Cool. Uh, it's the same as uh, horse racing. They have a bunch of races, but we're going to bet on race one. Okay. We're betting on Bun Tornado. Bun, like B-U-N? B-U-N tornado. tornado. To win race one of the Meadows. Okay. That will be the random sport part. Who is Bun Tornado up against? Uh, I can go through some of the names. There is I'm Honey running the first slot. Waris Bale running at the two. Waris Bale. Nashville Bale. Running oh. at the three. Sell your house and put all your money on that guy. <laughs> he is the favorite. What am I saying? I'm not telling you. Uh, Bacchus Bale. There's a lot of bales. I'm not sure where they're coming from. What's the from. bale thing here? You'd be surprised. This is my first time betting on the Greyhound race. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you might be surprised by that. <laughs> uh, 
Idyllic Layla, Bun Tornado running at the six, Yucca Bale, and a Pawn Bale finishing seven and eight. Huh. So let's go Bun. We've got, we're going to have one Greyhound fan out there that's like, these guys don't even know yeah. Bale. <laughs> going to be like, what the fuck? Uh, the Canucks play the Bruins this weekend. Huge, huge game. And um, I just found out I'm not going to it. Yeah, just <laughs> recently brutal. found that out. That's going to be a tough one. I yeah. potentially may be going you to You might be there. Yeah. I hope you get to go because that's good. No matter what happens, that's going to be a crazy game. Boots in someone's face at that game. <laughs> we'll see I how see it ends. It, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take the Canucks in that game. Hopefully they can rebound after the disgusting 4 nothing loss. And uh, the Nets play the Timberwolves. We're going to take the Timberwolves. So that feels like we're going 3-0. and But I feel like that every week. So <laughs> we're going to see. Well, boys, the Canucks are doing their best impression of the Canucks for the past seven years. Yes. They are on a three-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Currently tied with Seattle. Yeah, midway through the second period. Midway through so. the second period. What is going on? A. Do we panic? B. How hard do we panic? C. And where are the Brock Besser trade rumors? <laughs> well, here's the thing everything's fine. It's not fine at all, but at the same time, everything's fine. This is, and I, I have to remind people of this. And again, we're partway through the Seattle game, so we don't know how this will end. This is the first time all season the Canucks have lost three games in a row. It's February. That's pretty impressive. Not a lot of teams can say that they have not lost three in a row this year. I'm obviously... We're not one of those teams. Well, not anymore. (laughs) Um, But obviously, yeah, there's things you'd like to see them do better. There are some areas of concern and that could use improvement. But ultimately, it's not like they're coming out and playing terrible every game. A few of the games, you can even argue that they deserve to win or could have easily ended differently. So I'm not overly worried, but there are some key areas that I think at some point throughout this episode we will address, uh, such as Jake getting up and leaving. Uh, we should talk about that. Last so five minutes. Jake in is, the I guess, on his way back to Nanaimo. <laughs> he, I can't wait for him to come back and have to defend himself. Oh, and he, he Seattle left. just scored. Oh, damn it! And he distracted me, and we got scored on. Um, man, I don't know what I'm more upset about. <laughs> I'm pretty upset. Jake left. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. He's back at least. He didn't close the door either. Oh shit! Like <laughs> goof of the week. Yeah. There it is. There's your goof. Um. Jake, what happened there, buddy? The Canucks got scored on. They did. It uh, looks like we're watching a the replay on the boards. It is a Tyler Myers in front of the net, not taking anyone, and eventually screening that, his own. No, goalie. no, no. He did the right play. He took the guy out of Demko's way. He had to skate across Demko to do it, though. Were yeah. they on the penalty kill? Uh, no, they were not. I think they might have been. No, there is nobody in the box. So then, where was the winger that should have been? Yeah, I think they were on a penalty kill. He took the defenseman out of Demko's way. It might have been a little late, but he had the right idea there. Yeah, right idea. You're right, but a little bit late. Anyway, Canucks currently losing 3-2 to Seattle. We will keep you posted yes. uh, in case any of you haven't already checked the score. And I'm back. Uh, Jake is back. Where did you go? <laughs> I should have go blow my nose. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Thanks for not doing that into the mic. You're welcome. Yeah, I thought, you know what? I'll, I'll not disrupt the uh, the podcast and I'll leave the room to blow my nose. 
Good call. And then you acknowledging me leaving the room was like, okay, well, <laughs> I guess. I'll, uh, I'll let you guys each take one here. What is, so from the last few games for the Canucks, what has been your biggest concern? Jake, we'll start with you since you're, even though you're a regular co-host, you're also kind of a special guest today. So Okay, thank you. Um, my takeaway from the last few games is yeah. that I haven't actually been able to watch a lot of hockey lately. Mm. I've been pretty busy, so unfortunately I haven't been able to see any of these games. Um, but with that being said, just looking at the results of the last three games, sell, sell, sell. Okay. Okay. Fire sale at the deadline. <laughs> it's all falling apart. No, I think that this, like, this recent losing streak just kind of speaks to the lack of resiliency that the Canucks seem to have. Um, and like I think everyone's biggest fears all year have been that it's not that the Canucks are winning games, but it's that other teams are losing them. And I think that you're kind of starting to see that as other teams are getting ramped up for the playoffs and teams are kind of hitting that next gear, the Canucks aren't. Um, they they've, haven't been able to find that next gear every time I watch them play or I see highlights. It just seems like they don't have that, that, that bit of, like they don't care as much. They don't want it as much. To me, that's the difference. That when the going gets tough, the Canucks don't get going. Yeah, that's a. It's I like. I, I wish I could argue with <laughs> yeah. you more, but you're right. You, there's times where you want to see them fight back, and they really don't. It, it's like something's just a little off right now. I think that before the All Star break, everything. I'm not gonna say everything came easy. But no. everything went their way. Yeah, they were firing on all cylinders. And after the All-Star break, uh, they made a trade acquisition, you know, that might not shake up the locker room, but, you know, bringing a brand new guy in. And, you know, you throw him on the first power play. Now you look at how the power play is doing. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, uh, I believe, one for 23 yeah, in the past crazy. three games. It's ridiculous. And that was, like, one of the things that the Canucks were known for at the first part of the season was yeah. that power play. But also, Kuzmenko, who was on that top power play, didn't produce on it either. You know what I mean? Like, trading yeah. him away sh theoretically shouldn't have made it worse because it's not like he was a contributing factor to why that power play was no, so good. No, but just, like, you change, like, the smallest little thing, and that could just be the camel that breaks, or what's the, the straw that breaks the camel's back? <laughs> the camel that breaks the straw. <laughs> camel would break a straw. You, you know what? I don't think you're going to find also, a lot of arguments there. That also implies that the first thing that can go wrong will <laughs> destroy the whole system. <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah, I think I think just the bounces aren't going the way that they were in the first half. They yeah. were young. They were exciting. And now it's kind of like now they have expectations. Yeah. It's also, I think, speaking of bounces, there's no better example of that than a, lo a lot of people remember the Minnesota game earlier this week. Where, I don't remember. Okay, well, a lot happened. But one of the big things that almost gets overlooked because of how chaotic that game was is that there were three very... Or no, that was, sorry, the Avalanche game. I'm all, all over the place here. The Avalanche game where they lost by uh, one goal. Two. Well, one was an empty netter. Yeah. But they were... Um, there were three scrambles in front of the Avs net where it was like the puck was loose, the goalie didn't know where it was, everyone swatting sticks at it, and no matter what anyone did, the puck just would not go into the net. This happened three different times. It's one of those things where it felt like earlier in the season, God damn it, we just got scored on again. 4-2 Seattle, for those of you at home keeping score, <laughs> uh, about three quarters of the way through the second period. 
Jordan Eberle, who I think was the subject of a trivia not so long ago when we found out that he has more points against the Canucks than like that is true, most yeah. people ever, <laughs> yeah. uh, just adding to his total here. Um, and that's that's just a classic. Uh, that's just Canucks getting outworked. Yeah, it's it's a scramble. It's, it's three Canucks puck watching. This this happened. I want to say it was the Minnesota game where the Canucks just got caught standing around. The puck was flying past them, and they just couldn't they couldn't get a, a stick on it. Like they were just skating circles around and around, and it's happening right now in Seattle. Like that. Uh, to end the uh, first period, if anybody's watching it, or I guess did watch it for four straight minutes. The Seattle Kraken had the Canucks pinned down in their own zone. Yes, they and they did. just couldn't do anything. It's just there's something about this team that's just yeah, like they. It's, it's not, not gelling. Just, it's yeah. not clicking together the way it's supposed to be. You know what I think would fix this? Chris Tanev, Phil. Oh my God, Kessel! What a horrible thing you've said. A nice locker room guy. Anyways, back to uh, the Colorado game. Yeah, no, just that I was gonna say that in some of these games, the Colorado one being one of them. It's not like they got heavily outworked. I would even argue that in that game, they were the better team, but they lost. I was not hard on them after that game. When I left, I, I'm sorry, when I say I left, it's because I watched the game at my grandparents' place. I didn't leave upset or angry or frustrated. I was like, yeah, that's one of those games where you play really good and you just don't end up ahead on that's the scoreboard. That's just a good team. Yeah. That f- first period, I remember, I watched the first period and then I had to go I had to go somewhere. Right. But that was a really good first period. Very well fought on both sides. Yeah. Like, you can't say the Canucks, like, they, they held their ground on that first period. Yeah, and that was quite consistent throughout the rest of the game, too. The yeah. Avs just ended up getting one extra goal and then, yeah, they got the empty netter. But, like, it wasn't like we got killed. The Minnesota game, right? Another that- weird start. Very, these, very weird. I didn't know it started that early. I don't uh, know about you guys. Yeah, there. that was, a. Uh, I think, 11 a.m. Something start? like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, that game, a l- very scrambly. The Canucks kind of got outplayed in the first part of the game, but ended up being ahead because they scored on, like, their first two shots on net. Yeah. And then it got a bit weird after that. The penalties is where they ran into really big issues. They were shorthanded at a two-man disadvantage. Four different times. And the wheels just completely came off after that point. A lot of people, including myself, think quite a few of the calls were questionable. But ultimately, the rest of the game, they maybe didn't play the best. Right? It's it's tough to watch because it does feel like something's missing. Do you know what I think is missing? I'll give you each one guess because I think there's one key thing that's missing right now. Who's Manko? It's not Chris Tanev. No, you're both wrong. I think the big thing that, well, sorry, I know the big thing this team is missing is Dakota Joshua. The Canucks have not won since he's left. I said many times that that third line, despite the fact that, no, maybe they didn't score the most goals, they held possession and were so dominant in the other team's end most of the time that it changed the momentum of the game. And the Canucks don't have that right now. Dakota Joshua was a huge part of that third line. And him being out injured right now, I think is really showing on the whole team that even though he's just a third liner, that's a way bigger deal than people realize. Yeah, I mean, throughout the whole season, you could say that that line's been 
the most consistent, the most surprising. They have been. The most gelled together. And, uh, yeah, something like that could just rupture a team, especially a team that hasn't really faced any adversary. Ad- adversary? Ad- adversity. Ad- adversity? Adversity. Uh, that was close enough. It, it, <laughs> the point gets across. <laughs> I know what if you're a couple letters that. off, you're still getting 80 to 90%. That's still a pass. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be as simple as once he comes back, the team coming to comes back. However, Arsteep Baines. Yes, let's talk about something positive. Here. Yeah, he has looked really, really good as a middle six forward. I think he fits perfect. Uh, last game against the Avalanche, they tried him out on the third line where Dakota Joshua usually plays. Yes. And now in where this, he did all right. He yeah. did pretty good. Uh, that, for for his first game ever, he looked very good. He had yeah. a few scoring chances, was driving the play, he was getting physical. Yeah, that's another thing I noticed, that he was getting a lot of playing time. He got three more minutes of ice time than Ilya Mikheyev. Oh, yeah, we can talk about him later. Yeah, that's another story. Yeah. That's not so positive. No, but definitely not. Yes, Baines is definitely... Put it this way, if Baines didn't work out, I think then Canucks fans would have more of a reason to panic right now. Yeah, he's looked really not amazing, but he's looked good. Yeah, you you couldn't really ask for much more from no. him. No. Like he he wasn't he wasn't drafted. Nope. Nobody's expecting him to be a goal scorer. He's just kind of a presence on the ice and he's been playing really good. I haven't noticed anything bad and he's had some good chances. And right now they have him playing on the second line, so it shows that they trust him too. I don't know if he's getting any power play time, but um I wouldn't be surprised if he got a shot out there because I'd love to see him. Yeah, why some. not see what he can do? Yeah. I mean he's got a hundred and like twenty points in the O a couple of years ago. So you know he can put the puck in the net. Yep. He's not far under a point per game in the AHL right now. Um the, the Canucks by the way are on the power play right now and it's just such a perfect example of why they're so terrible. First of all their zone entries are brutal right now. Yeah. It is it is hard to watch. It is like for Canucks fans who remember the Alex Edler drop pass, I don't know why, but for some reason they've got the team doing that again. It didn't work when Edler tried it, and it's not gonna magically Hughes it's not gonna magically work now that Hughes is doing it. Um, the zone entries are bad. We typically give up a lot of uh, rushes the other way now against us. And if we do get set up in their end, it is just Pedersen, Hughes, and Miller playing pass at the blue line until one of them inevitably shoots it into a crowd of people and it, we we lose the puck again. It's really hard to watch right now. Yeah, our power play is full of skill players, but if you just play basic defense and just put bodies in front of their shots, they, they can't solve it. Yes. Um, there's 20 seconds left in this power play. And the Seattle Kraken have cleared their zone four different times. I think Seattle has more shots than the Canucks do on the power play. Yeah, on our power play. Yeah, yeah they might. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's really frustrating. And this is the first time all season that I can say that this team is really starting to frustrate me. It feels like things that they've been doing all season, they just can't do right now at all. Yeah, you. I mean, as soon as that all-star break happened... You kind of, you like, they were in such a good mojo that, like, something like that. Like, I know after that, they were still playing well, but you got to think that, like, maybe that break kind of did something to them. 
So, yeah, I don't know. There's something off with the team. I don't know exactly what it is, but you got to hope that it's just like the Dakota Joshua. Like he's gone once he comes back, the team's back. Do we know how long he's up for? Uh, not right now. No, yeah. there's because it's a broken hand. I believe so. Yeah. So and that doesn't typically have a very fast recovery no. time. So we could be missing him for a significant amount of time here. Yeah. Um, Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah. He Jake, have you been watching long enough to see what's been going on with Mikheyev lately? Yeah, he's doing a real good job sitting on the bench. <laughs> yeah, he makes a lot of money. Uh, he does, yeah, a little over $4 million. Uh, and he doesn't do a whole lot. No, so far, what he has proven to me this, this whole season, in fact, is he's fast. Yeah, he's that, got that going. And that's it. If yep. he were a speed skater, he would be doing great because he's super fast. The problem is his puck handling, his shooting, his passing, his hockey IQ seem to be getting a little bit worse every game. I think Brock Besser and Ilya Mikheyev need to switch coaches in the offseason. And I think we'd have two amazing players on our hands. What do you mean by that? If Brock Besser had Ilya Mikheyev skating. Oh, I see. And Ilya Mikheyev had everything else from Brock Besser, I think they'd have really, really good players. Yeah. They... I, I don't know, man. That With Mikheyev right now, he's at a point where he's not necessarily doing anything wrong. Like, he's not making any massive, massive errors. But for a guy making as much money as he has, and he hasn't scored since December. And it's not like he's a, a third or fourth line guy. Like, he's usually well, playing. He, yes, he's usually on the second line. Yeah. He was up with uh, Pedersen. He's now been demoted to the fourth line. Yeah. He's getting barely over 10 minutes of ice time per game. Yeah. You can tell that he's really in Tockett's doghouse right now. And I think once Dakota Joshua comes back, you are going to see Ilya Mikheyev start to get healthy scratched probably more often than not. Because right now, he's getting significantly outplayed by Arshdeep Baines. Sam Lafferty is looking all right. He scored a goal tonight, even though it kind of went off of his face, but like he still scored. Yeah, I'd rather see Sam Lafferty out there than Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah. There's just, wait, when you're looking at the bottom of our roster right now, Ilya Mikheyev's the odd man out. He's the one that's performing at the lowest caliber right now. Yeah, you'll watch a game and you'll notice something that each bottom six player does. Yeah, they, they contribute. Yeah, it doesn't have to be scoring. It can be just body checking. It could be getting back on defense. It could be like the small things. And it feels like Ilya Mikheyev just is just a body out there. He's a pylon. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's He doesn't do anything horribly wrong, but he doesn't do any of the things you need him to do either. So yeah. it, it's hard to, to decide what to do with a player like that. Will he get traded? Is he just going to ride the pine for the rest of the season? Is he going to end up in the press box? It, it's really tough to say right now. But I really hope he can kick it into another gear because we've seen him play better than this. And I don't see why he can't again. But I guess the, the problem is we don't know why he isn't right now, you know? Yeah, I mean, we didn't even get a full season of him last year, so I no. wonder if this is just but, back but half. But when he was in, he looked better than this. Yeah, but, like, I even, wonder... Even the very beginning of this season, he looked better than I this. wonder if this is just, like, the back half of Ilya Mikheyev. Like, he just, he starts off great and then just kind of burns out by the end of the season. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. He's going to be an eye or a player to keep an eye on and kind of see if he can uh, get out of this little, what's the term? Funk. 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 Yeah. yeah. Or if he gets traded before he gets the chance, because again, we do have to talk about that as a reality. The trade yeah. deadline is about two and a half weeks away, two or three weeks. He's oh, you mean, you mean the Calgary Flames? Because well, have you have you taken a look at the uh, top available trade deadline pieces? It yeah, is all Calgary is it, Flames. Isn't it Hannafin, Markstrom, and Tanev yeah. all at the top? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, as long as, since you brought up Chris Tanev, I, like you just <laughs> did right there, I don't think that would be a bad idea at all. However. I, I can't do another week of Chris Tanev talk. Well, you know what? I shooter, can't wait for him to go to Toronto. Oh my God, I... I can't wait for it. No way. I mean, I guess I'd rather him go to Toronto than Boston, but I mean, I'd really... Obviously, I'd prefer it if he came here. If if the Canucks are serious about loading up on this year, this is a piece you don't want, you need. Chris Tanev is a necessity, not a luxury. And I hope that Canucks management sees that. Do you want a 15-second recruiting... Uh, talk to Chris Tanev. No, I, I think he listens to the show enough that yeah. he knows how badly I want him here. Okay. And that I do speak for Patrick Alvin. Okay. So I, I think he's well aware of that. Um, Any other positives for the Canucks right now? Throughout the week? I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot. Um, Yeah, I mean, the defense hasn't looked great. Uh, GT Miller got a hat trick, which was nice to see. Yep, that's which true. Outshine. Unfo- unfortunately, by two. the Wild got two hat yeah. tricks. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just an insane game from how it started to the third period having what was it, eight goals in it, something like yeah, that. Like yeah, like just an insane. Well, the game, game itself had seventeen goals. Yeah, think about that. And the last time we played them, I think we lost two nothing or one two nothing. Like it was a yeah, it was boring, super low boring game. Yeah. How do you guys feel about uh, Kaprizov uh, stealing the puck and shooting on the uh, empty net? There was only like, I think there was like 10 or 15 seconds left. I mean, I don't know. To me, th- here's the thing. Like the we Canucks had- were, they'd given up. They weren't yes. trying to go in and score. And Kaprizov wanted the puck and he took it and shot on the empty net. Yeah, to get a hat trick. Yeah. I personally don't have a problem with that. Okay. Now, if Here's the thing. If I were a Leafs fan, I would be very pissy and crying and snot coming out of my nose and screaming that it's not fair because my feelings are hurt and they're not allowed to do that and that's against the code. But I'm not a Leafs fan. So I'm, I'm a grown-ass adult who can watch a, a sport on TV for entertainment and see a player score a goal and my feelings don't get hurt. So... That's what I think about Kaprizov doing that. Jake, what about you? <laughs> Marcus, how do you feel about Kaprizov, a Minnesota Wild player, scoring on the Vancouver Canucks? Um, this is how I feel. Fuck the Leafs. It's <laughs> funny. I mean, <laughs> I'm not wrong. That's uh, any chance you get. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Well, it just I just thought I I thought it was relevant to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's what's going on there. Uh, I think that they can rebound, 
but they need another piece. They need help because it, it, Joshua has to come back in. Another, I think, underrated piece that we're missing is Carson Soucy. I think him coming back will mean a lot. He is a very steady and stable defenseman, and we're really lacking that right now. Right now, when you look at our, our defense and you're looking at stability, you have Hughes, Heronic, and then like... You have two lines of guys that you don't really trust. Yeah, you have Zadorov, who's usually pretty good. But he's but playing third line with... Uh, who did they have him with? Juleson. Yeah, Juleson, and then they had Ian Cole and Tyler Myers playing together. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's, like, again, most of those guys, for the most part, are all right, but there's some question marks. If you are going in all in on this team, you need to eliminate the question marks. You need to be sure of yourselves. Well, let's, like, God forbid, mm -hmm. let's say we have another injury. Yes. On the defensive side. Yep. Our defense is fucked. Like, yeah, pretty royally much. fucked. Yeah, well, yeah. Then you, your next option is basically Jet Wu. Yeah. That is the next guy. So it would be nice to see the Canucks go out there and get one more defenseman that we can trust. That, I've I've been saying this. It doesn't I've have to be Chris Tanev. It can be somebody I don't trust smaller. anyone else. I don't trust anyone else. I don't know, but there it, it wouldn't be the worst idea to go out there and even just get like a bottom six guy, somebody that you can bring in in case there's an injury. Somebody that's been in the playoffs that can play playoff hockey. Yeah. There's also um, Matt Irwin. Uh, if we're going to Matt Irwin, <laughs> we are not a cup contender. It it would be tough. But, uh, yeah, there, it, it's tough, too, because we don't fully know the timeline for Carson Soucy. We don't have a fully understood timeline of Dakota Joshua. And if that's Probably really, our two toughest guys, too. Yeah, that's right. Um, it would be interesting to see what this team does to rectify that and even just cap wise, how they can make this work. Because if they are going to bring someone in, we all know how the kind of cap circumvention works around the playoffs and how, if a player is injured for the rest of the season and then comes back, it'd be interesting to see how they manage that situation. Tampa special and Tampa special. Let I, I was telling this to Jake earlier. I said verbatim, this is what I told him. I know that Tampa Bay that one year went $18 million over the salary cap. I want the Canucks to go exactly Chris Tanev's contract over the salary cap. That is my goal for this team. That is what they should aspire to do. And I would love that. Um, that being said, I think we've rambled on quite a bit here about the Canucks and our thoughts on them and this latest slump that they've had. But as always, we want to hear from you guys in my favorite segment. And we're going to take a good old run off the edge of a mountain that is a little higher than we realized and splat into the inbox. All right, uh, Jake, you're taking hold of this because I want to hear your beautiful voice. You want me to read out the questions in the inbox? No, I'm going to read them, but I want oh. you to be the first to answer. Okay. Sure. So I no, be quiet? Yeah, no Mark is talking until Jake is done. Okay. Let's do it. Deal. Is Nux Memes your favorite IG page <laughs> for Canucks News? No, I got to give it to Canucks Access. Okay, Marcus, now your turn. Well, they're kind of... Nux Memes isn't really news. <laughs> Nux Memes is, as forementioned, memes. It, it's mostly comedy-based. Uh, yeah, Canucks Access, shout out to him. Love his news page. He's one of the most up-to-date, kind of gathers from all social media 
and post it on a story. So I love that. Um, but yeah, Nux memes, great page, big following, well deserved. Love that guy. As far as memes pages pages go, though, my favorite memes page for the Canucks would have to be Vancouver Boys memes. Ah, uh, yeah. yes, of course. He's taking yeah. a little bit of a break. He's got yep. some uh, family stuff. Yeah, and good for him too. Yeah. yeah. Congrats on the. Uh, was it an engagement? Yeah. Congrats on the wife, pal. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird thing to say. Well, I mean, what what, what am I supposed to say? Uh, sorry for your loss. Like, yeah, it's good for him. Um, how do you guys feel about Miller playing the left side of the power play? That's always what he's played, isn't it? That's what I thought too, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, that's that's where he that's where he hangs yeah. out. Somebody just put Miller on left side of the power play. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's I think okay, maybe the the question is like. Should we switch it up? Yeah, like clearly he had been efficient, but it's not working anymore. Yeah, maybe try him in the bumper. Yeah, he'd be good there too because he can hold his own pretty well on his skates. Um, but then you got to move Besser to the second because he can't play the wall. Why not? I don't think he's got enough passing skill to be able to get it across to like Pedersen or get it into the slaughter. I like you got to be good with the puck. What on if the you side. put Lindholm over there? Because right now Lindholm is also kind of and then what? Put Besser in front of the net. Yeah. Where he's got one skill and that's shooting and he can't do it. No, he just shoots from really close. <laughs> we might as well put Connor Garland in front of the net. I'm not opposed to that yeah. either. These all sound like great ideas. <laughs> uh, why can't we start or finish hockey games consistently? Uh, I think I kind of answered that when I talked about their ability to be resilient um, earlier. But like, it's it's a lot more than that. You got to be able to care. You know, you have to want to win more than the other guys do. Sounds stupid, but that's really all it comes down to. Yeah, were the Canucks too good to start the season for their own good? Um, I mean, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I don't think it's about being too good. I think it's just that they, again, they were firing on all cylinders. And right now, a couple of their cylinders are injured. And they went from a an eight-cylinder to a four-cylinder? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Yeah, we, between the guys that are missing, the fact that Pedersen right now is not playing like his usual self. Uh, Lindholm has been, I would say, mildly underwhelming compared to what a lot of fans were hoping he would be. Uh, Besser has really slowed down on the goal scoring. Hoaglander has looked good in the top six, but hasn't really produced much yet. Pew Suter... I don't have anything against him, but he's not a top six player. That's not what his role is. He needs to be dropped back down. There's just a few things that you look around this team, and they're just not... Here's the thing. The beginning of the season, the stars were just kind of aligned. Everything was working perfectly. And right now, they're just not. Things are just out of sync right now. Yeah, they they need a spark. I'm hoping Archie Baines can be that spark, but right now it's not looking like it, so... Hopefully something can uh, come across. Uh, speaking of Vancouver boys memes, the Canucks are about to get reverse swept in the playoffs. You heard it here first. Oh, well, I don't like that. Yeah. That implies that they won at least three games. Yeah. That's, that's always a positive. But but I don't want that. Um, you wouldn't want another game seven loss? No, I don't feel like we need to add that one to the resume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think they get reverse swept. I think, okay, maybe they struggle with adversity, but I don't think it's to the point where they actually go up three games to nothing and then drop four straight. I don't see that. How heartbreak. 
like heartbreaking would that be for you? Because you've officially bought in now. I have bought in. The Canucks are a Stanley Cup contender in your mind. Well, I've said that what this team is to me is unsustainable, meaning that like this season they can load up, but next season they're not going to be able to retain a lot of the players they have on this team. So like they are all in and you are all in on this season. You have to be. And they go up 3-0 first round and then gets reverse swept. Yeah, then you are back to blow it up. Pedersen's gone. Yep. Sucks. That would suck. Well, he, he's still hesitant on signing. I don't know if you guys heard this. Did you hear that the, it's now been made public what the offer was the Canucks made him at the beginning of the season? What was it? Eight years. Guess the AAV. 10, 11 and a half. 12. He shot down 12 mil. He said, he apparently, as the story goes, he didn't reject the offer, yeah. but he said he wanted to wait until later on in the season or after the season before he signed it. If we get him or give him $12 million, we will not win a Stanley Cup with his name on the back of the jersey. I don't know, because he's shown to me that he's a player that can have some years where he's just on fire and other years where he's a little slower. Even right now, as he's not totally playing his best hockey, he's still on pace to break 100 points. He could be Connor McDavid. We just don't have enough money to throw around and give him $12 million and keep the players on this roster. No, well, that's just it, right? Is that why I said that this year, if you're talking about this team ever winning, it almost has to be this year. Yeah. Uh, $12 million is a crazy amount. I hope that's false. Uh, I'm hoping for something more in the 11 range because he's not playing like a $12 million player. But if he breaks 100 points, he, he will get 12. Uh, breaking 100 points is not a $12 million player. Well, not there's, that many I think there's players. like 30 players that are on pace to break 100 points this season. He would also be doing it for the second year in a row, though. So if you can consistently break 100 points, then yes, you are in that $12 million conversation. I, I, I'm just saying, you, you're not going to see... Like, yeah, players are going to have a flash in the pan where they do hit that mark. But if they start proving that, yes, I can be a 100-point player for you, on average, like you can expect that out of me year after year, then yeah, you do get to demand that kind of money. And again, it's already been offered to him. Apparently he's just sitting on if he's going to accept it or not. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's tough, tough news for the uh, Vancouver Canucks right now. And it looks like it's going to be continuing going into the third period with a four to two loss, not loss four to two deficit. deficit. Would have gotten there. Yeah, and I believe Miller just took a penalty. So that's uh, yeah, that's par for the course. So we're going to take a little bit of a break. Yep. We're going to watch this penalty kill. And hopefully when we come back, it's going to be 4-4. That's right. We'll uh, let you know. Stay tuned for that right on the other side of the break. But first, strap in for trip. Trivia this week. Going into this season, the NHL put out a top 10 list of the highest selling jerseys. Can you guys name the highest selling jerseys going into the 2023-2024 NHL season? Uh, Let's go back and forth on this one. Jake, you start. How many are we doing? There's 10. Okay. Connor Bedard. 
Number one. McDavo. Not on the list. McDavid did not crack the top 10 jersey sales in the last year? Uh, going into, like, the offseason between the 2022-2023 okay, and 2023-2024. Okay. Austin Matthews. Did not make the list. This is from NHLshop.com. Yeah, okay. Um, so, in the offseason, what are other players that were hyped? Um, is it uh, Kent Johnson? No, no, I'm not. I, that's the wrong name. <laughs> who, am I, who am I trying to think oh, of? Oh, I know who you're thinking of. Yeah, the, the guy in... Fantilli. Fantilli, yes. Thank you. Jesus. Yeah, he's not Kent on the list. Johnson. <laughs> I, I don't know why I said Kent Johnson. <laughs> I don't know why he's the Kent Johnson either. <laughs> This is a very odd list. It sounds weird so far because I can't identify any patterns to it. Like um, we've named two of the like most widely renowned players in the league. They're not on the list. I would say they're either young or they're old. Great. Crosby? Crosby's on the list. He is number four. Matthew Kachuk. Not on the list. Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is number two. Quinn Hughes? No. Yes. There is one team on here with three players. Well, if Matthews isn't on it, then I'm going to assume that Marner and Nylander wouldn't have cracked it either. No. No, like I'm right? No, like they didn't crack it. Yeah, okay. Cole Caulfield? No, but good pick. I like that idea. Nick Suzuki? No. I like that idea. Yes. Trevor Zegers? No. Wrong idea. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> This is weird. It's hard to find any patterns there's, to this. There's like, not a lot of patterns except for... Ovechkin? Ovechkin did make the list. Yeah. He is number six. Uri Slavkovsky? No. You're, you're thinking too much into the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> well, There's no Montreal Canadiens on I the list. I picked uh, like young American players, and I picked Montreal Canadiens, but you said Cole Caulfield was a good guess. I like the idea. You like the idea of Cole Caulfield? Yes. K- Kyle Connor? Nope. No. You're losing it. I'm going to like the alliteration thing. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I'm trying to think like these are fans oh, um, buying. Um Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane oh, did not. No, be, sorry. I was thinking that he started the season with Detroit, but he did not. Uh Bo Horvat? No. You're losing me here. <laughs> You're losing me. Yeah. How many do we have? You have Connor Bedard. Jack Hughes, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. Okay, so we've each guessed two. I've guessed the two old guys. Jake's got the two young guys. Rasmus Dahlin? No. Oh, um... Uh, Tage Thompson? No. Hmm. I would say there's two more old guys. One's retired. Retired? Two players in their prime, and the rest are almost in their prime. 
runs retired. Is the retired guy like long retired? No. Like he just retired? Recently retired. Taze. No. He's not retired. Officially. I like where you're going though, Jake. Oh God, Brent Seabrook. No, <laughs> no. Just because I say I like where you're going doesn't mean that's the team. Like Bobby Hall. <laughs> but I, the reason I like Chicago is the same reason I like Montreal. If that helps out. They've just got young, exciting rookies. I'm surprised that Zegris wasn't on Kevin it. Kevin Korchinski? Who the fuck is Kevin Korchinski? He's a young player on the Blackhawks. There's no Blackhawks on here. <laughs> Besides Connor Bedard. I'm trying to figure out what the team is that has three guys. Yeah, that's why I said Kevin Korchinski. That like, is the reason why I like the Chicago Blackhawks and the Montreal Canadiens. It's Is there oh, anything anything um, to do with those uh, two teams? Tim Stutzla. No. Yeah, I realized after he's the defenseman. Um, you said that you like the Montreal Canadiens and the Chicago Blackhawks, meaning that there's players on those teams? No. No. He's saying, like, you're on the right idea with, like, the type of players you're guessing. No. Oh. You're on the right idea with those teams. So there are more players on those teams? No, no, no. no. What? Yeah, now now I'm like I'm confused but for a different reason than Jake, I think. We're going to wrap this one here, I think, and no, then we have to get at least one or two more of these. Okay. Yeah. It was a long break. Um Drysidle. No. Gensel. Sam. No. Stamkos. No. Point? No. Carlson. No. Cooch. Guys, I like the Chicago Blackhawks and the Montreal Canadiens for a reason. Kirby Doc. No, there is no <laughs> players on those teams. Well, he's been on both. But those teams have something in common with a team on this list. You know what? The Carolina Hurricanes. No, I no. think I might be following something here. Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand is on the list, number what? three. Do you know why? No. No, they... don't tell him because I want him to figure it out because Wait, he's no, dumb. No, no, I'm not going to tell him the thing I'm... I'm explaining why specifically Marchand made the list. Oh, okay. It's because he just got named captain. So people, oh. even though they followed him for a long time, he's just gotten something else on his jersey. So people are buying it. That's why I guessed him anyway. But why would the Montreal Canadiens and the Chicago Blackhawks have anything to do with Brad Marchand? Think about what the think about what the three teams have in common. The Chicago Blackhawks, the Montreal Canadiens, and the Boston Bruins. What do they have in common? Thank you for finally understanding. They have new leadership? No. Nope. They have... Man, this is worse than when Tyler forgot that the Red Wings existed for a while. <laughs> the, he'll they're, get it eventually. What, their original six teams? Oh, yeah. maybe they got some fans that want jerseys from those teams. Uh, you already said Dylan Larkin. Uh, Maurice Sider? No. Mm. Are Is there a Red Wing on Artemi the list? Artemi Panarin? No. No and wings no. on the list. There's no more original six teams on the list. Oh, I will help you out there. <laughs> Wait, so that was your whole hint, but then there was only three of them on the whole list. I was trying to get you to go to the Bruins. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, Kaprizov. Kaprizov is on the list. Hmm. Don't know how you got there, but yeah, he was Doesn't number matter. eight. All right. What do we have left? You have a uh, five, six. Nine and ten left. Okay, we have four left. Let's Pierre Luc Dubois. No, there are two teams left. 
like out of those four players, there are only two teams. Interesting. Is there a Canuck on this list? No, there, there's not a Canuck on the okay. list. Is there, a, is there a Nashville Predator on the list? There is actually. What? Yeah. Philip Forsberg. No. Soros. Roman Yossi. No. You think there's a fucking Nashville Predator on the top 10 <laughs> best-selling jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say yes then? <laughs> no, because I wanted to see if you actually thought there would be. Yeah. Who? Roman Yossi. Nobody wants a Roman Yossi jersey. It's going to be a Blackhawks jersey by the end of the year. What? No. All right. Let's table this until the end. Uh, stick around till the other side if you want to find out who those last couple players are. Uh, stick around for the second half. Oh, McKinnon, Rantanen, and... Uh, it's not the Colorado Avalanche. They do not have three players. Okay, you need to stop. Car. <laughs> You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. And welcome back to the second half of the episode. Uh, I know you guys are all trying to figure out who those last four jersey number sales are going to be. You're not going to figure that out until the end of the episode because we got some stuff we got to talk about first. As always... My favorite segment, Marcus's favorite segment, and your favorite segment in house, in studio, boots in studio. It's Goof of the Week. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my part of the show, my segment where I go out and find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. Bring up the story with the guys and we have a chat about it. And this week, the biggest goof of the week is the New York Mets, who haven't been in the news or in the media at all lately. Baseball. Yeah. Um, I was going to do the NBA and their all-star game and how there was like 400 points scored in the all-star game, Yeah, which that's a whole goofy thing on its own. And we can definitely dive into that. But I saw this story come out today, actually, about the New York Mets. So the New York Mets are kind of like the Jets of the baseball world or... I'm trying to think of a team that just like like the, like the, the Buffalo New York Sabers, Jets. yeah, the New York Jets. Oh, okay, I was yeah, thinking, yeah, I, not yeah, 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 okay, sorry, yeah, or like the Buffalo Sabers in the NHL, where it's like it just doesn't matter what they do, they can never get their shit together. It just never ends up working out for them. Um. Anyway, so last season, this uh, I believe it's Japanese pitcher by the name of Kodai Senga. Um, he really like emerged as this like really good pitcher in the MLB. He finished second in Cy Young voting which is basically like the most valuable pitcher award in the MLB. Mm. Well, in true to form Mets fashion today, a story came out saying that he's been placed on the injured reserve list. Um, and that he has, I guess like his throwing arm is, um, he has arm fatigue or something. Yeah. It's like he's, he's got to get yeah. the Tommy John surgery. Right? Tired. Yeah. Well, he's got a shoulder strain and anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that it's like, it would be like if coming into this year, all of the sudden, Quinn Hughes was just, like, injured right off the bat. Mm. I just didn't have him. Or Aaron Rodgers of last year. Yeah, or same thing. Like, yeah. that's why I said the Jets, right? It's like, it doesn't matter what they do or how they try to put things yeah. together. It just always seems to fall apart. So, anyways, yeah. The, the Mets just constantly never being able to get their ducks in a row. You've got to feel bad for Mets fans, man. Yeah, it sucks when you're a fan of a team that just can't figure it out. Because, like, there's nothing you can do about it, mm-hmm. right? You just sit there and you watch. 
you could, could sign a petition. Have you guys ever signed sign a, petition? a petition? Have you ever signed a petition? Uh, not really. No, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't think I have either. I kind of want to. <laughs> I just want to be a part of something. I'll send you some links online to petitions you can <laughs> sign. Alex is going to sign up for some things he probably yeah. shouldn't. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't get what the point of a petition really is. Like, it's just a bunch of people signing stuff. It basically... Oh, my God. It, Alex, yeah. can you describe what government is to me? I want you to teach me what government is. It's a bunch of people doing stuff. <laughs> I would argue there's not so much emphasis on them doing stuff yeah. a lot of the It's a time. bunch of people with some titles. Yeah. It's where all of our money goes, that's for sure. Yeah. They like definitely it, rack They it definitely keep the money. Like, you just give them a piece of paper, or it just says a bunch of people that, that could have just been made up, that just agree with something. And like, oh, yes, because all these people signed the paper, we're going to change it. Yeah, there is kind of... The, the one... Um, flaw, like major flaw that petitions have is there's not a lot of like um, verification involved. Like you could sign a petition a hundred times with different names and how would they ever really know? And also it's a piece of paper. I could crumple it, throw it in the trash and nobody would know. Not quite, Alex. Maybe wow. I don't know how petitions work, but that's kind of just what goes through my head. It's I, like you could just throw it in the paper shredder. Alex is I'm I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's kind of turned me on this. Like you're you're kind right? of right. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they just don't do anything. Petitions are useless. <laughs> like they really it, it, it's but, they just they don't do anything. But the New York Mets fans should sign a petition. Yeah, like I mean try to say your like best. be better yeah. from the fans. Like it'd be like it'd be like Marcus starting a petition to get Chris Tanev to the Vancouver Canucks. That would get so many signatures. It man. would. But you think Patrick Alvin's looking at this is like, oh, all these people want Chris Tanev. Oh, well, I guess we got to get him now. Well, in a, like a private business, no, obviously it doesn't really matter, especially in a sense like that. But if you're a government official and your like entire voter base has gathered together and gotten organized and filled out a petition to have some sort of thing changed in their community. It does have some leverage, but in the sense of like, Hey, we want you to sign Chris Tanev. Like, no, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not going to make a difference. I'm willing to try it. You should do a protest, a, a protest, a Chris Tanev protest. I don't hate that idea. You can march around Rogers with signs that say, we want Chris. Tanev. You should probably put Tanev there just yeah. in case they get confused. Yeah, they're like, which Chris? <laughs> Rock? <laughs> Hemsworth? Which of the Chris's is he interested in here? Is there a Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Uh, that's Thor. Yeah. No, Chris, that's Liam Hemsworth. No, Liam Hemsworth is Chris Hemsworth's younger brother. Oh. It's Gale from The Hunger Games. Yeah, that's the Yeah. He plays the hot guy that Katniss should have ended up with. Anyway. Spoiler um, alert. Holy yeah, whoa. Oh, sorry. Well, whoa. they did come out a decade ago, so if you haven't <laughs> hey, there's seen a new them one. by there's now. There's a new one. Did you guys see the new one? Yeah. I haven't. My girlfriend did in theaters. Dude, no word of a lie. I watched that movie, like, not even a week ago. How'd you really? like it? The new one? Yeah. 
it's kind of boring, if I'm being honest. Mm. It's like three hours long, and like it's separated into like three different movies within oh. the same movie, and each one is like kind of its own thing. So they definitely could have done three movies, but do they run credits? No, oh. but <laughs> that would be funny. The, yeah, <laughs> but like the actual Hunger Games that take place in the in that movie is like the entire second act. So well, yeah, it's about the uh, the one guy's Hunger Games, right? It's I don't know. This isn't a movie podcast, and I don't yeah. want to spoil it for people. But basically, it's the story of like how the president, President Snow, he kind of like becomes who he is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like so what? the origin story. Um, I saw the Bob Marley movie over the weekend. Did you? Yeah. Quite good. I didn't know much about his music, and it's not really about him. It's about what his music did for Jamaica. Yeah, Bob was big for Jamaica. What? Did you just say? <laughs> no one calls him Bob. They call him Bob Marley. Don't say Bob. That's really weird. Oh, uh, that's his name, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't no, know what you want me to say. It just feels weird to hear you say, yeah, you know, Bob was good for Jamaica. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was. Yeah. Hey, I'm not disagreeing with the fact. It just sounds weird. Yeah, it does. Uh, it I does. thought you were going to... Dis- I thought you were like, no, Bob Marley ruined Jamaica, and I was going to have some big problems for you. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of Bob, another name for Bob, Austin. Nope. That's wrong. <laughs> Could be. that. Uh, you know what? I will, from now on, refer to him as Bob. Bob Matthews. Refer to him as Bob Austin. Bob Austin Matthews <laughs> uh, has scored 50. Yeah, well, he's not the first player to get 50 goals. No, but he so. did beat Brock Besser. You yeah, do have to admit by that. by a hair. Not really. By almost double. You know what? Getting 230 goals is pretty good, too. And I think we do have to keep that it in is. mind when we talk about this. 30 goals is very respectable. However, 51 and 54... Is definitely better. You have to admit that. It's, it depends a lot on the players that you're playing with, right? And the opportunities they give you. That's a big part of scoring goals. What number does he need to score to get your uh, credit? Or to get your respect? I, I, I don't discredit him. Like, yes, he scored the goals. He, he the puck does go in the net a lot after Austin Matthews touches it. Yes. That, what more do you want me to say? Like how insane it is and we are able to watch it. Okay. He's not bad. He is not a bad hockey player. He and, is, and anyone who says he is, is wrong. He's the second. Or he's the top three player in the NHL right now. And I don't think you can argue that. He he is doing quite well. I will Jake, I will never take please, that. Please, can you help me out here? Yes, I will help you out. <laughs> Austin Matthews has definitely cemented himself within the top three best players in the NHL, just purely based on the fact that he's put fifty pucks in the back of the net in fifty games. Like it's, it's stupid. He's going to get over seventy goals this season. There is a chance of that happening. I would love and to just have this like, actual conversation with you because it that's is what we're doing. insane. Is it not insane what he's doing right now? It, it is beyond what I thought he would do for sure. I will, the, I will take this that. Has, I will say this. I, don't, I couldn't tell you exactly where I thought his ceiling was, but I guess it's a little bit higher than I thought. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit higher for sure. Yeah. Does he still have attitude problems? For sure. Is he still going to probably get into legal troubles in the off seasons? Yeah, I wouldn't well, be shocked. Well, that's not... What the fuck? Well, it's already happened. Down. What happened? He, he mooned a, a security officer in Arizona. Oh. You remember that? It was like his first or second season. No. Yeah, I remember that. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So, like, you know, th- he he's still not a very bright, intelligent, or mature person. But he he scores more goals than I thought he would score. So... He's is, got that. Is Alex Ovechkin a really good goal scorer? Well, yeah, he could he could become the greatest goal scorer of all time. So Austin Matthews is on pace to beat Ovechkin. Yeah, well, I'm sure if you look at the stats at, at one point, you know, someone else was on pace to beat Ovechkin too. And they did. Yes, but this is so. about like six seasons in. And yes, scoring's up in the NHL. La di da, la di da. Yeah, it is. It's gotten easier. It is. I don't see Austin Matthews playing in the dead puck era. It is insane scoring seventy goals. If he can actually do it, it hasn't been done in thirty years. It will. Like I said, I I will I will be surprised and moderately impressed if he can do that. So you are a very tough person to have a conversation with about the Toronto Maple Leafs. I. I don't know what else you want me to say. Like, this guy is better than I thought. What, like, how much better of a compliment can I oh give? Oh, my God. Okay, we'll <laughs> move on. Where would you like to go with this now? Uh, oh, I, I don't want to talk about this too much, but Morgan Riley, they upheld his suspension, which actually surprised me. Like, typically, if the, Leaf, or if, if the Leafs have a chance to get out of something easy, the NHL gives it to them, Usually, but they didn't. Usually they're pretty tough on the Leafs with the uh, suspensions. I don't find that to be true at all. I think it's like a but known the, thing. polite way to say that, Marcus. What's that? I don't find that to be true at all. <laughs> <laughs> Very polite. <laughs> Thank you. I am Canadian after all. Right. Um, sorry, eh? But uh, <laughs> yeah, the five-game suspension. I think it was the right call. I said that from the beginning. Yeah. I didn't think it was too harsh. I didn't think it was too soft. I thought it was perfect. The NHL upheld it, which is good. Uh, the only thing that kind of sucks is I was hoping that that suspension would be detrimental to the Leafs, but instead they've won every game since. Yeah, so. they're on a, a four-game winning streak without him. So, yep. Maybe, Who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe he's, he's gonna the ride the pie yeah. for the rest of the <laughs> maybe, year. Maybe maybe he's been the problem the whole time. It would be hilarious if after all this time we find out that Morgan Riley was the Leafs' the biggest one problem. good defender on the yeah. team, <laughs> a team that has had no defense for years. They trade him at the like deadline. Their best defenseman, he was the cancer. Yeah. Trade him at the deadline for another offensive forward that's making over ten million dollars. Yeah, that's gonna be the Gensel yeah. trade. We Morgan yeah. Riley for Jake Gensel. <laughs> In uh, their win streak, they've scored at least four goals in every game. Jesus. Yeah. Well, Offensive that's what happens powers. when you've got Mitch Marner setting guys up all over the place. I mean, mainly just one guy, but still, you know, I wish I could get that many tap-in opportunities. I think if the Leafs win the Cup this year, like, you might actually die. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I've died before. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, think this might would not be, be my first death. I think this might be the the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. The camel that breaks the straw's back. <laughs> One and done. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I would love a cup to come back to Canada, but just preferably Western Canada, and basically anywhere that isn't Toronto. But. 
we'll see where we go. I don't think I'm too worried about that anyway because you need goaltending and overall depth to win in the playoffs, and the Leafs don't really have that, so I'm not worried. Moving on, it's been a slow week in hockey. It really has. Not not a it's, ton has happened. It's kind of the dead zone of the NHL where it's kind of like you know the teams that are good and you know the teams that are bad, and now it's just kind of a grind until the last two, three weeks when it really starts to matter in the standings. Yes. Like what, Basically, we're ramping up to the trade deadline right now. Yeah, like, that's that like is the, the next, next event. Yeah, and that's in two weeks, I think you said? Uh, two to three weeks. I don't know the exact date yeah. off the top of my head, but it's coming up. Yeah, so news is slow. Nothing much. I mean, Corey Perry, he's on the first line in Edmonton. He's been all right. Yeah. Man, Edmonton is really kind of making that their thing is they just take like guys with individual issues off the ice and they just take them as reclamation projects and it seems to work out quite well. Rehabilitation. Yeah. Yeah, the Edmonton Oilers are like rehab. Yeah. Yeah, well, think about it. It, it. It's painful. There's nothing to like there. There's nothing to do. That's that's what rehab is, right? Oh, Never been. <laughs> <laughs> the trade deadline is two weeks away. It's March 8th. March 8th. It's two weeks. It, fe- it feels like it's further away than that. Like, I feel like we haven't been talking about it as much. Well, especially the past couple years... Trades don't happen on trade deadline. They, no, they happen, happen like, the like a before. month. Well, like, yeah, like yeah. the month leading up to it. We're, we're kind of like by next week's episode, we might have a few trades to come. Yeah, in. next week will probably be our like, we'll take a look at like the top 10 available like trade targets and where we think they're going to go or what moves are going to happen. Chris Tanev could be a Canuck by next week. I can't wait for the trade deadline to be over and him to not be on the team so we can stop talking about him maybe being on the team. You know, if we don't win the cup, I'm just going to be talking about how I was right like all summer, right? That we needed Chris Tanev and that's the reason we didn't win. And there will be no hard proof that I'm wrong. And you're all going to have to deal with that. But then I could come at you and be like, we should have traded for Cindy Crosby. Yeah, which is stupid because he's going to retire as a penguin and everyone knows that. He will never leave Pittsburgh for anything ever. I don't know. He won't. He could go to Colorado. He will not go to Colorado. You don't think he would to play with McKinnon? No. Like his best friend? No. Why would he do that? Why would he... You think that he values playing a season with McKinnon over being a career penguin? If I'm being honest, I don't think he would. However, would you blame him? For doing it? No, I honestly, I think it would be so much fun to watch. Yeah. But I don't think he'll do it. But yes, from a fun, like an entertainment perspective, yeah, it would be awesome to see something like, like that. Like the longer that Crosby is on the Penguins, the it's like an extra like three years added to the Penguins rebuild. Like they are, as soon as he's gone, yeah, they are going to be one of the worst teams in the NHL for a while. It, it, They've got no prospect pool. They've got nobody besides McKinnon, or not McKinnon, uh, Getzel. Gensel. And, like, that's literally the only player I can name that's not going to retire in the next, like, three years. Yeah. And, like, Kasperi Kapanen. <laughs> yeah. Like, nice. That's really it. And it, they're not even sure if Getzel's going to be on the team. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how they play that. 
But it, it's kind of the same with Washington and Ovechkin, though. Like, they're they're not rebuilding until Ovechkin's gone. They're starting to suck a little bit, but they're not rebuilding. No, they're building around him. Yeah. And I, man, I, I wonder if that'll make it harder for him to beat the record that he's just going to be on a team that's kind of progressively getting worse every year. I mean, he's got 54 goals, I think, left to break. So, like, there's a very high possibility that next year he breaks it. If he, you think he scores 50 next year? Well, no. I mean, we still got, what, 20 games left in this season. He's going to drop it below 50. Call I, it like 45. I think it takes him two more seasons. At I, the most. At the most, two more seasons. But there's a chance that he could break it next season. There's a chance, but I would be very surprised. Yeah. So we'll see. It, it would be crazy to see. I'm so excited. Like, for that moment to happen, I'm so excited. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. If they're going to pause the game like what they did with LeBron, where they just stopped the game in the middle of it and did like a whole ceremony. Well, that's what they did when Gretzky uh, broke the, I think it's the points record for the NHL. Mm. They stopped the game in the middle of the game, rolled out a red carpet, had Gordie Howe come out and do like a presentation with him. And then they packed everything away and continued the game. Yeah, so yeah, they'll probably stop it as soon as he scores. Which is crazy. Like, to me, they should do it, like, at the next game. They should, like, start the game by honoring him. It's weird to think that they would stop a whole game for that. Especially if he scores, like, an empty netter in Montreal. Like That would be funny. Yeah, you pause the whole game with 20 seconds left to roll out a carpet, and then... In Montreal. Yeah, in in an opposing city. And you don't want to be a goalie to let the last goal in. No, you will be the most viewed highlight forever. Like, that'll be a tough one. Like, yeah, like a nice little, like, five-hole goal, like a little one that, like, he should have had. And that's just on repeat all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah, watch it be, like, the goal is a misplay of the month. Like, it's a shot he yeah. from his own goal <laughs> line, and it skips in. Or it's, like, one of those where he, like, it's, like, a delayed penalty, and technically he was the last one to touch yeah. it or something like oh, that. No. <laughs> that. Dude, the thought of that makes me sick, that that, that would, could be how it goes. That would be so funny. That would feel so, so wrong. <laughs> oh no i don't like that i i never even considered that but yeah that's awful uh, there is one goalie that it could be but we don't know what team he's gonna be playing for because it sounds like uc Soros. yeah on the move is not going to be a nashville predator nope by trade deadline he's gonna use those little legs of his to go somewhere else that's a lot of kilometers yep that's a lot of steps yeah because like three uc Soros steps is like one normal person's step yeah I feel like he does a good worm. He does a good what? Worm. Like the worm? dance? Yeah. Oh, like he does the worm? Yes. It would be, it, it is funny to see like little people do that. Easy. Easy. <laughs> easy. What? It is. You could pick up uh, <laughs> becoming a jockey after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he'll be on the move. Honestly, I really hope that he does not go to Toronto because that could actually kind of push them over the edge. But, I mean, hey. I hope he goes somewhere. I, I You guys have a good young goaltending talent. Why wouldn't you want to? Yeah, cash in on what you have now. Yeah. And, then and get the most the because UC Saros' value is only going down. He's not the same goalie that he was last year. Definitely not the same goalie that he was two years ago. Like, the value's only going down. We're going to have another John Gibson situation. Yeah, that like, it it sucks, but yeah, you're right. Like, like 
He's a great goaltender, but the team around him isn't that great. If he's going to win, it's not going to be in Nashville. No. I think we know that. No. Did you know that his save percentage this year is only point zero zero four better than Mackenzie Blackwood's? Mackenzie Blackwood's having an unreal season, though. In San Jose. Yeah. Yeah, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it... Wait, so are you saying that UC Saros isn't good? I just don't think he's going to be... They're not selling high, so why why sell them at all? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, don't you want to see him win as a fan of him? I do want to see him win, of course. But but and do you think that'll happen in Nashville? Yeah. You think they have time to rebuild while There's he's no still way. in his prime? Maybe as like an executive. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like the he'll be like a player development yeah. assistant. He'll be the goalie coach. He'd be a good goalie coach. What? What what makes you think that? Well, think about it. He's like a he's like the same size as like a shooter tutor. <laughs> <laughs> I I just mean like think about how hard things are for him. You know, <laughs> like for him to coach, it would actually be kind of easy. You know, like he what? he's trying to teach a fully sense. grown person to do what he's done as a Height restricted person. Uh, I see. Height restricted person. <laughs> Damn. Well, you're not supposed to say midget anymore. So. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, Damn, that's crazy. Where would you if you if he had to go somewhere? Where do you want him to go? And where do you think he would be the best? Yeah. If if he had to go, where where would you want to see him succeed? Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah. Okay, well, he's not going to win in Ottawa. Ottawa's even worse than Nashville. Yeah, but Ottawa's at least in that point where they have a core of young players to build around. Like, I mean, do you want to? They have, they've had the core for a couple of years, and it's gotten them bottom five every year. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about the Canucks until this year, right? Like, it is eventually going to pay off. But yeah, they need a goalie. I don't know. I'd like to see him go to a contender. See him go to, like, Edmonton, go to L.A., go to Toronto. Like, these teams that need goaltenders, a guy that's still got it, can still make the big saves, has been... Has he been in the playoffs? Are you kidding me? UC Saros? Yeah. Yeah, he's had a few playoff appearances. Well, he wasn't in net for their... That was Pekka Rene for their... He was their backup. Yeah, but, like, he wasn't the goaltender in the playoffs. No. He was for all the ones after that where they got eliminated really early. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Um, anyway, I think I think that's enough UC Soros talk for this week. I think um, so, too. You know what? I'm actually tired of thinking. So, for the last thing that I think tonight... Jeez, that I, was a tough transition. Thank yeah, you. Anyway, you know what that means. It's Lots. time for... Thoughts. 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 I didn't come in with a thought this week. No thoughts this week? Didn't have one this week. You guys have any thoughts? You're going to have to think of one, buddy. Do you have one? No, I told you. I've I've thunk my last thought. Jake, you got one? No, not off the top of my head. I'll think of something. I think... One of you better. Because I'm done thinking. 
filled donuts are super overrated. Oh. That's one thing I've never really understood. So, like, you go to Tim Horton, someone offers you a Boston cream, you're like, no, well, thank you. I think donuts overrated in general. Mm. But if I were to get a donut, yeah, I don't want, like, no Boston creams, no jelly-filled, nothing like that. I've never liked the jelly-filled ones, personally. To me, that's like, jelly is for sandwiches, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things you can use jelly for, but yeah. I, I can't think of many that aren't sandwiches. Um, what else? Well, you can use it as a sauce. A sauce. Yeah. What do you like? You order a fucking pizza? Have and they're like, what kind of sauce do you want on that? And you're like, jam, please. No, have you never had my uh, mom's meatballs? No, when when have, when have would I have ever been offered your mom's meatballs? I don't know. But yeah, she does uh, She does a grape jelly. Uh, what? Yeah, it, it sounds really weird. It does. It sounds it like a really sandwich. Good. No, it tastes really good. It's just Ikea meatballs, grape jelly, and then... A couple other like hot sauces and it sounds really weird and it doesn't does. sound good but it's really really good i'll take your word for it but i'm not next time next time she makes it i'll bring some over sure let we me just know. bought some grape jelly so we're having it soon jake what's something you use jelly on that isn't a sandwich <sighs> i don't even there's don't nothing jelly on anything it's sandwiches do you guys have a favorite jelly i like grape jelly Grape I always had like growing up. I was always peanut butter and grape jelly. That was my favorite sandwich. I'm a blackberry guy. Really, homemade blackberry jam. Never, never had that. I'm partial to the straw. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Good old reliable. But mm-hmm. but donuts though. Back to the original yeah. topic here. Well, that might be a a bigger hot take that donuts are kind of overrated. Yeah, I mean. Like, I, I never, I don't crave donuts. I don't either. But when you're off, like, have you been to Romer's and had, like, the drunken donuts before? No. It's quite good. They have, like, they're kind of similar to, like, Playland donuts. Uh-huh. But then they give you, like, a flight of dipping sauces with them. They have, like, a chocolate sauce, a caramel sauce, and a, they, they give you, like, three or four sauces. They're, like, different, like, sweet, desserty sauces. And it's okay. very, very good. Uh, I really enjoyed it when I had it. I like a good Krispy Kreme donut. Original. Yeah, like just glazed. Yeah. yeah. And I like a chocolate glazed Timbit. Mm. Those are the two best donuts. Sour cream glazed is underrated. Those ones aren't bad. I, I like those ones. That always used to be like, because people would always take the chocolate ones first, even though those were my favorite. Yeah. So the sour cream ones kind of became my favorite because I would just, I would, I wasn't allowed to pick first. Am I alone so. in thinking that Tim Horton's used to be like really good no it, it was it used so be. much better before. like okay they're but long like, johns oh yeah. that used to be my go-to yeah that was my just because it, it felt like you were getting so much yeah, more yeah. donut it looked though, way bigger even though it was just like a, an unfolded <laughs> yeah. donut like it's just instead of a, an o it's in a line yeah. but it felt like you were getting so much more yeah. <laughs> my question yeah. is like when did tim hortons fall off when burger king bought them yeah. As soon as Burger King bought them, they fell off. It was when they started trying to compete with actual fast food yeah. places. It's when they stopped focusing on coffee and donuts and light pastries. Yeah, what they which did. Which is right. all they were and they were great at it. Yeah. It was but, all we needed them for. Yeah. They apparently they had some soups that used to be pretty good. 
Oh yeah, dude. I can't say I've ever had a Tim Horton soup, but I've You've heard never had Tim like no. chili or chicken noodle. No. Do you remember the lasagna cat like uh, soup they had? Oh no. no, I've only done the chili and the chicken noodle. Yeah, they had like a. It was like it wasn't like a lasagna, but it was like the soup was made with like you know burger meat and yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was so good. It's crazy. Hmm. It was basically like a chili, but instead of having beans, you had noodles. Basically, what it was. Uh, the other so thing is I'm also not a coffee drinker, so I don't, uh, some people mm. have very strong opinions on coffee and Tim's coffee. I don't care for it. I just, I don't like any coffee. So, yeah. um, talking about this made me think of another hot take, okay. uh, that I know I'm going to be in the minority. Man, we got a two for one thoughts here. Uh, I don't mind black licorice. Yeah. No, fuck you. That's yeah. the worst thing you've maybe ever said. Well, it's funny. And I've heard you say uh, some <laughs> awful things. I'm a big candy person. <laughs> okay. So whenever there'd be like wine gums or anything like that, there'd always be black licorice. Yeah, because no one <laughs> yeah. wants that. So that I would eat them because I was like, eh, it's still candy. But it's actually not bad. It's the worst thing I've maybe ever had. I think orange is a worse flavor than black licorice. In candy? Yeah. I'll be honest, I don't love orange flavored candy. It's either. gross. I don't I would pick black licorice over orange nine times out of ten. I honestly most times with candy, I didn't even know what flavor it was. It was just a color that I would decide I liked. I liked red, I liked purple, yellow was kind of like a third choice yeah. if it was around. Blue and green typically weren't great. And then oh, orange, no, green was always good. Nah. Or green was either watermelon or apple. And I I I like both of those on their own, but as a flavoring, I do not like them. Like in candy. Not a fan. I don't know. I, well, luckily I do. <laughs> so This um, might be the most off-the-rails thoughts segment that we've had in a very long time. Yeah, we've skewed a little bit away from the plot here. Yeah. But uh, speaking of that, uh, I guess we might as well uh, let the people know where they can find us. If you would like to keep up with the boys. Alex uh, is about to tell you. Yep. Alex is oh, going to read them off. You do it. Yep. Uh. Titter. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Titter. I love I'm, it. I want you to know love right it. now uh. that I'm making the description of this entire episode. Just titter. titter. That's oh it. I'm trying to figure out what That's I was trying all to I'm say. Gonna write. I was trying I'm to say I'm Twitter gonna, and TikTok. I'm going to name it something nice because I feel like that actually affects how many people listen to the episode. So I'm going to name it something normal. But the episode description <laughs> is going to say titter. That's it. Uh, That's my, it. My yeah. favorite segment is Alex doing the outro. <laughs> There's just too... I don't do social media. There's too much social media. It just... Alex really took it as a challenge. She was like, you want me to do it, eh? Yeah. All right. Titter. Fine. Titter. Oh I might just have to be a new social media. Yeah, we'll we'll patent that one. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. And also, you started with Twitter. That's always <laughs> the last one. I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, all right, Alex, wrap it up. Oh, I was trying to say Twitch. <laughs> That's what I was. They trying both to say. start with T W. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I got the itter from. I uh, have a guess. Where? Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, TikTok. Instagram, YouTube, yeah. yeah, and Titter, <laughs> and Titter and Twitter. No, not Twitter, Twitch, uh, Twitch uh, at Vancouver Boys Podcast. 
Twitter at Vancouver's Boys underscore. That's right. And for business inquiries, mm-hmm. Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. Gmail. When did it switch? It's never been iCloud. I swear it's been iCloud. It's never yeah. once it's been Gmail. iCloud. We've had the one a before few, this. We've had a few emails and yeah. they've all been hacked, but our current email <laughs> is definitely Vancouver Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Don't get it twisted. There we go. Uh, that is definitely a wrap from us here at Vancouver Boys Studios. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thanks for having me See you on the next one. Peace. That might be our worst episode. It, it, it got rough I at think the end. It's our worst. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I, no, dude, no, no, it's no, not. No. Your That's not fault. on you. It's just there's not a lot of yeah. news this week, and Alex keeps saying titter. <laughs> anyway, what do, what do you got? So, okay, we have to guess four more of the top selling jerseys. Yes, and you've four. named one of the players from the team with three players. The team that has three. Okay. Um, Can you remind us who we've gotten? So you said Connor Bedard, mm-hmm. Jack Hughes, uh, Brad Marchand, Sidney Crosby, mm-hmm. Alex Ovechkin, Krill Kaprizov. Jake Gensel? No. I don't remember who you've already guessed. Great. I want to go Luke Hughes. No, no Luke Hughes. That is a good guess, though. I see why you went there. Um, Guess, I'm telling you two players... On one of the teams you've already named. Yes, I, I, we, we have. Yeah, Luke Hughes is on the Devils. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who we've already guessed and like which one it makes sense would have a bunch of line mates that would also. Can you remind me one more time who we guessed? Canabadad. Canabadad. Okay, no Blackhawks. Jacques. Maybe Devils. Bramache. Maybe Bruins. Alex Ovechkin. Definitely not. Sidney Crosby. Probably not. Kirill Kaprizov. Definitely not. Okay, so Bruins. Pasternak. Yes. Uh, McAvoy. No. Swayman. No. Olmark. No. <laughs> DeBrusque. No. Just <laughs> <Could you> imagine. <laughs> Jesus, who the hell else? Wait, Patrice Bergeron? Yes. That's the recently retired oh, yes. Son of a dick. Son, Son of a, a dick. dick. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new one. That's Richard. Son of Richard. <laughs> Richard Jr. <laughs> oh, imagine your name being Dick Jr. That's Son just of a dick. brutal. Uh, okay. All right, you're missing nine and ten. Oh, Jesus. Are these players on teams that we've already named? Uh, I don't remember who you've named, if I'm being honest. Okay. Everyone um, else. Oh, like on the list? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Wait, so we're missing two still? Yeah, nine and ten. And can you give us, like, are they young players, old players? Uh, One is young, one is in their prime. Or no. one's going into their prime and one's in their prime. One's going into their prime. And none of them are on the Canucks. No. That takes out a lot of options for me. Um, Nylander. No. Marner. No. Yeah, going into their prime. Jesus. I don't know why this is so hard. It shouldn't be. Right?
Just think of good players. Wyatt Johnson? No. Um, they are like top talents in the NHL. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin? No. I already guessed Tage Thompson. <clears throat> Thompson. Um, top talents in the NHL. Going into their prime. McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon is one. I said Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, but you said it after Marcus said, stop guessing, stop guessing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're just looking for a young player who's... that You said M- McKinnon is entering his prime? I'd say he's well within his prime. No, I said now. one's no. in their prime and one's like oh, okay. entering their prime. And Makar is not on here? Makar is number 10. Ah, what? I said both of those names. Yes, but after but I yes said Marcus stop. was, stop, it's stop, stop. <laughs> Yeah, that, right. that's tough, but wow. Okay. It's kind of sad that, you know, the media has construed people's minds so much that they think Makar is better than Hughes, but whatever. They're fools. <laughs> Seth Rogen's selling his $2.3 million penthouse. Uh. 